messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Good. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about commercials. TV commercials, that is. We talk about the good ones, we talk about the bad ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. We're almost there. Basically got it, right? Basically almost. My name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. All right, so today... It's basically just a love fest, right? Basically a love fest. Basically, we'll call the show basically a love fest. We yeah. just have a bunch of commercials that uh, have uh, been catching our eye lately that I keep on talking about to everybody I see. Right. And it seemed like maybe if I just do it on the podcast, I can stop annoying all my friends. That seems fair. And girlfriends. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I'm part of the commercial podcast that you do, so I probably need to be listening. You have to listen. Yeah. You have to listen to me. It's your job now. That's why we started. That's that. That was my yeah. real motivation for starting this thing. Um, to make me have a, to listen to you for one hour a week. <laughs> so I got a few. You got a few. We'll do that. But let's not pretend we don't know why we're really here today. Speaking of love fests, I'm not talking to you, Theo the cat. Oh, by the way, we are recording this on Halloween night, the actual night of All Hallows Eve. And uh, is that really even what it's called? I, I think so. Okay. Um, and that means that we do have trick-or-treaters who are coming to the door. Uh, this has nothing to do with our content tonight. We are not talking about Halloween commercials, but we might have to stop while you give out candy to trick-or-treaters. We've yeah, because I am going to – it's very important to me to open the door for trick-or-treaters. I really like it. I like that we live in a neighborhood where we have kids who trick-or-treat. And so, I'm, not, I'm not stopping and yeah, editing it out, by the way. So fine. don't do this thing where you say, wait, wait, can we stop? Because right. I'm going to leave it all in, okay? Okay. And we'll even see if we can take your microphone to the door <laughs> and see if we can get the sound of those kids. Um, how many do you think we've had tonight? Like seven? At, I mean, seven, seven groups? door knocks. Yeah, but way more than seven kids. What's the best costume you've seen so far? What did I... I liked the... Um, there was a very fancy pirate girl. Hmm. And then there was a girl who was clearly Hogwarts, and I stupidly said, oh, are you Harry Potter? And she said, no, I'm Hermione Granger. Oh. And then I was like, yeah, Now, kids like explaining things, though. Okay. It's good that you didn't get on it. But you told me, and I haven't seen any of these kids, because I've been in here um, just uh, slaving over a hot podcast. Uh, you said that one girl was just dressed like a big cardboard salmon. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. It was, uh, yeah, she was a little girl and, you know, probably like, like tween, probably like 12 uh, or Nine, I don't know, somewhere between nine and twenty. So when you say tween, I'm a little ages are hard when you are a grown up. When you're a grown up who doesn't have children, yeah, yeah, all bets are off. But anyway, she was like yay high, and she had this big cardboard like printed salmon like hung over her neck, just hanging down her body. I like that because it's so Pacific Northwest. It is so Pacific Northwest and also just like, hey, I'm a salmon. <laughs> like, I'm not going to make a fancy costume with sequins. This, I, Look, it's a salmon. I'm, Obviously, I'm a salmon. I am not a sexy salmon. No, it's not. It's not like it wasn't like super creative. It was just like very direct. I'm not a salmon that is trying to get your male gaze or your, <laughs> or your angler's gaze. I am merely a salmon. I do yeah. my salmon thing. Okay, back to my point about this show we're calling it a love fest because we are talking about some commercials that i i love but also i'm sorry that we love but also what do we love most on this show 
Jingles. When people call into our voicemail line and sing us their favorite jingles, often from commercials from their youth, but not necessarily always. Our voicemail line is 607-444-5597. That spells 607-444-5597. And thank you so much to those of we you who have been bu- blowing it up. We got a bunch of them, right? Yeah, we got Including a bunch. Including one from a, a, a previous After These Messages guest. And local celebrity. And local... Micro celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm laughing because I know he's going to hear that. (laughs) Let's get into the love fest. Loving you is wrong. I don't want to be right. If being right means being without you, I'd rather live a wrong doing life. Your mom and daddy say it's a shame. It's a downright disgrace. But long as I really disappoint you today. You picked this song, which I think is perfect, until you realize for the first time somehow that this is all about marital infidelity. Yeah, it's just a long ode to how great it is that he wants to have an affair with a woman who's apparently young enough to be taking her mom and dad's dating advice while he's married. So although it's a very sexy song, Luther Ingram shame on you if loving you is wrong I don't want to be right am I wrong to fall so deeply in love with you no, so you're really letting this breathe, huh? I just wanted to hear if he's because he like just starts spelling it out really. <laughs> my like, wife <laughs> is at home with our baby We've been married for 27 years. I got her a good anniversary gift last year, but forgot this one. So I'm already in the doghouse. Wow, this is going off the rails. All right, do you get the impression I want to do anything but talk about commercials? And I don't know why, because these are commercials I am legit excited about. As a matter of fact, I am about to blast you guys in the face with a bunch of commercials. Sorry. Sorry, phrasing. Uh, With a bunch of commercials from the same campaign that I stumbled on and fell in love with uh, last week. I have never actually even seen these on TV. It was, I think, recommended to me on YouTube or something like that. And they are commercials for uh, Smirnoff Vodka. And they are starring, I guess, my new favorite man, Mm -hmm. right? Ted Danson. Yeah. I mean, he's always been a favorite. Well, no. Oh, what? He's... Not until Fargo did I really start to like think like, wow, this guy's really got more range. Can pause for a minute to say that Ted Danson has apparently an infinite amount of second acts in him? Right. I mean, I liked Cheers okay, but mostly my dad liked Cheers. I knew oh, it was so iconic. Cheers was a huge part of my yeah. TV growing up. I remember always thinking I was supposed to like it more because I was not to watch it because it was, you know, like on the edge for kids, especially in my family. But we would all go to bed early on... I think you know this. I, I think that show was on Wednesday nights. No, I think I, it, maybe Thursday. I think it was Thursday because for years and years, NBC's like flagship shows have been on Thursday. And we would go to bed early, like eight o'clock. And I have this visceral memory of just hearing my dad bellow laughing downstairs in the, in the family room uh, below me, below my bedroom. And that's how we knew it was Thursdays. It's like it was bedtime, but then we couldn't sleep. <laughs> Just like the loudest. And that meant it was Cheers night. Uh, then I got old enough to watch Cheers, uh, 18, 19. Uh, <laughs> uh, and 
I think because I knew that it was a cultural icon, although I didn't probably think about it in those terms and that my dad loved, it was just something that we had to love. Looking back, like, I'll put on a Cheers as background noise, but I don't think it's as good of a show as well, everybody. Well, let me put it this way. I, I am not in love with Cheers. It's a product of its time. Yeah. And if you didn't watch it live when when it was coming out, or, you know, not live, but if you yeah. didn't watch it in its in its moment, I think it... It shows its age a little bit, but what doesn't? You know, I mean, I think it's it's deserving of all of its accolades. Um, but anyway, so I didn't dislike Cheers, but I didn't think of like Ted Danson as some sort of a a prize of his generation. He was a guy who made corny jokes about his hair, and I never thought his hair was and that his great. Corvette, you know, and his Corvette and his amazing sexual yeah, prowess. Yeah, so that's it. And then what was his next like kind of big act? Well, he did Decker. Or it's called Dexter. Becker. Okay, whatever. Dexter. Don't I don't want Tim Heidecker to sue us. <laughs> All right. Uh, I had no use for that. But then it wasn't until he was in Fargo, you know, and of just course he's two had a recurring. Ago. He's been on Curb Your Enthusiasm for yes, a actually, lot. that's where I started to I think like him and his wife's name is um, Mary Steenburgen, and they had a great chemistry on that show. I liked them as a unit. Actually, I probably even liked her more, but I think she's hilarious. And he had a little bit of a movie career in the '90s after Cheers. Nothing that you would super remember. Although he played, he has a great kind of like secondary role in a in a terrific neo noir movie called. Um, Oh damn! With William Hurt and Kathleen Turner. Oh really? Um, yeah, Body Heat. Oh, that's a remake of an old. Is Body Heat a? Re- it's not a remake, but it's like it's a rehash of a oh, lot okay. of like noir themes. Um, and Ted Danson plays like a tertiary character in it. That's pretty great. Um, boy, we are off topic. We are off topic. Although I do want to, because you're you're kind of saying that he's been a national treasure now, forever, and now, I don't think I really noticed it until Fargo when he played, you know, uh, somebody's dad on that show like two years ago and I was like oh my god I'm in love with him and now he's on uh, The Good Place yes. which I can't get enough of and, and that's his, what I mean like his he just has an un- he seems to have an unlimited number of uh, sort of second acts in him because The Good Place is totally amazing and he is amazing in it by the way according to Wikipedia Body Heat is not just a neo-noir it's a neo-noir erotic thriller that's true <laughs> you wouldn't be able to tell from the name um, so <laughs> if you ever want to see William Hurt get it on that's your opportunity um, so anyway now uh, for Ted Danson's seventh act he is in these Smirnoff commercials and most of them are just these quick 15 seconders. They're all taking place in this in, in the same setting. He's just sitting at a bar in kind of a fancyish restaurant. It looks like, like a, a hotel, hotel bar. It looks a like hotel a hotel bar. bar. Yeah. And uh and it's funny he plays himself Ted Danson and it's kind of self-deprecating um yet also haughty at the same time. You're going to lose some by only hearing the audio here and not seeing his facial expressions. But hopefully by hearing a bunch of these, you'll really start to get a sense of the dynamic here. Smirnoff has been America's most awarded brand in vodka over the past decade. I'll tell you, if I had that many awards, I wouldn't be sitting here. I'd be in the south of France riding a jet ski with the guys. If they'd have me. (laughs) They probably would. (laughs) I don't even know who the guys are. They're like, they're absurd. Uh, Yet also, I I, I don't know. Here's here's another one. I can't, I've run out of words to describe my love for these things. This one is called Only the Best for Everyone. People might think that Smirnoff vodka is made in Russia, but it's actually made here in America. People also might think that I was named sexiest man alive once. I wasn't. But I could have (laughs) been. But I wasn't. 
<laughs> there yes. was a moment in American yes. pop culture history where Absolutely. he would have been a plausible pick. He played a sex symbol. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, two he, more. Honestly, he looks better now than he did in the yes, 80s. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That like I just had no use Ted, for call 80s. Me. Don't, Ted. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I guess if you want to be on the show, but not to... I mean, we just did a 15-minute digression about why, why you should stay faithful in a relationship. That's true. All right. This one is called 1864. Hi, I'm legendary actor Ted Danson, <laughs> and I drink Smirnoff Vodka. I have a lot in common with this brand. We're award-winning, got great taste, been around since 1864, and we're both surprisingly cheap. Wait, what? <laughs> Now, let me ask you a question. He sells it. He's great, and he totally sells it. But do you think the wait what punchline is played? Um, is it often literal, or is it usually implied? What's another example? Well, I think you can... I, I mean, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to call to mind immediately, but the wait what is like... That's a sort of a... A trope, almost. Yeah, uh, it didn't bother me in this because, like I say, sometimes I think the wait what is kind of implied with a facial expression. It really depends on how it's delivered. Um, and in this case, it was just very straight up, and he, it seemed legit. He okay. sold it to me. Um, here's the uh, last one I'll play for you in this series. This one, I guess, is like... I feel the, like wait what is sort of like see what I did there. See, I disagree. Like, see what I did there is just like... It's of a more modern moment that got overused instantly, mm-hmm. whereas Wait What seems just like classic comedy K's. I know. I just like to say that. But you know what I mean? It just seems like, yeah, it's a trope, it's a, but it's, it's, it's a, a trope one. that goes back. You know, it's not it's not some trendy thing necessarily. It's just kind of like, what? Wait. It just seems like, <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's just like a, a foundation of comedy. All right. Does that make any sense? I mean, I know no, I'm no, not I, being the most articulate. Yeah, but... no, I hear you. It's 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 durable. Yeah. Um, classic. Comedy. <laughs> With case. Uh, so here's the last one. This one is a minute long. Um, and this is the only one that is a little bit more dynamic. It's got a different shot on the bar. And there are two people. It actually starts with just an average looking guy, average looking kind of white guy. Um, you know, maybe he's at a conference or something. Or oh, maybe this is. He's staying in a hotel for a wedding. Maybe I'll just keep on making up scenarios. Either way. He's there for a funeral. He's, he had a funeral the day before, his but then flight, a wedding the next day. His flight got day. canceled. There's a layover. <laughs> he's at this hotel. Anyway, it's a great story. What is wrong with me today? No, we're both so, super punchy. <laughs> so anyway, so this guy, uh, we don't see Ted Danson at all. He orders a drink. Uh, vodka martini, please. Something from the top shelf, perhaps. Top shelf? What do you think I am? Ted Danson? <laughs> Excuse me. What's that supposed to be? Whoa. Ted, sorry, I didn't... No, 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 it's all right. What's your name? Cedric. Cedric, great name. Look, I don't know what you've been told about me, but I'm just like you, and I'm a regular Joe. While he's saying I'm a regular Joe, he starts supposedly absentmindedly fiddling with, like, an expensive-looking piece of jewelry he has on his wrist. I don't know what you would call that, a chain? I just thought it was a watch. Maybe Maybe it's an expensive watch. I drink Smirnoff. Really? Yeah, you kidding? You know, this stuff just won double gold at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. It's good to know. Thank you for that. You're welcome. You know, Ted, I gotta say, you are surprisingly cool. Down to earth. (laughs) Now the check comes, and Ted Danson looks at the check. (laughs) I know, I know. I wish I knew how I got this reputation for being some out-of-touch Hollywood 
rich guy. And now, to pay the check, instead of pulling out his wallet, he pulls out uh, a little bag of diamonds. He starts uh, kind of admiring the diamonds in the light, and then he puts them uh, on the bill. Anyway, here you go. Great talking to you. Enjoy the Smirnoff. It sort of, it sort of belies the other joke, though, in the previous I one about know. him being cheap. This is the, this is where I'm a hypocrite because th- these commercials are kind of messy as far yeah. as the plot is concerned. They're all they're all over the place. Is he a guy who has a high opinion of himself? And, but, but is, is actually a more sort of, a, of a kind of a B level actor, which right. is why he was never the sexiest man alive, or maybe the guys would let him go uh, jet skiing with them. So he's actually kind of a, a guy who thinks more of himself than he actually is in the other ads. Now in this one, he's like Mister Moneybags, literally. Yeah, he just doesn't realize that he's so he's so out of touch because he's such a high flyer. Yeah, I mean Ted Danson is amazing, and the yeah. fault. If there's a fault with these, it's in the sort of conceptual conception of like who his character is, which I think is similar to the problem I had with those John Hamm, um, H and R Block ads, where mm-hmm. like they just didn't sort of seem to have nailed down who his character was, and he like John Hamm's a talented actor, he's a talented comedic actor, but he you weren't. I don't feel like there was ever it was ever clear like what is you know who is this character in this scenario. The but, John Ham ones. These are very, these are more successful. John Ham ones, to a lesser extent, are like the Middle Ditch ones, where I actually had a worse feeling about the actor after watching the commercials. Like yeah. now, I hate. Like I don't think I'm going to watch Silicon Valley anymore. I was kind of weaning off of it anyway. But those Verizon commercials with they are I toxic. know I, I now I just I, I always find some way to complain about these on the show. But they are no, they're super toxic. They are the worst. Yeah. and I feel worse about that actor. Like but that this campaign. This is a love fest. This is you're right. This is a love fest. Um, we said we're not calling it an ATM love fest. It's yeah, an we, after these messages. We Googled that and it was problematic. <laughs> Don't. If you were thinking about it. And if you're invited to one, I would, well, you know what? You I mean, do, you do you. You do you. All right. Uh, let's talk about um, <laughs> a commercial that you love. Now, I've heard you talk about this commercial to me, but I've never seen it. So I'm very excited. Oh, I love this it. This is the progressive one you've been talking about. Yes. And about. now this is, a, this is a sequel to or a, a continuation of a campaign that progressive has been doing. And we've talked about this parts of this campaign before. It's the if you you turn into your parents. And there's a really great one where a guy starts dressing like his mother. He starts wearing like glasses with a chain on it and these like mom jeans. And they often will like sort of mix up the genders. They'll have like the woman become like her dad mm-hmm. or the the man become like their his mom. This is a dad support group session for a bunch of people, men and women, who have become their dads. And I think that it's so great. Uh, it I think every joke in this lands for me and. It's uh, it's really audio, so I, you know, just a picture people in a support group. Well, like most of you, I just bought a house. Oh. Very nice. Now I'm turning into my dad. I text him full sentences. I refer to every child as chief. This hat was free. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Not wear it? Next thing you know, I'm telling strangers defense wins championships. Well, it does. Why right? is the door open? Are we trying to air condition the whole neighborhood? So I bundled home and auto on an internet website, Progressive.com. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. In I mean, com- why would I replace this? It's not broken. In a commercial <laughs> full of gems, internet website 
is something I walk around and say now. I saw it on an internet website. It, it, there are so many good ones that went by so quick. This is the first time I've seen this. Do you I, want to I've, listen I've to it again? It. Yes. Now, did you see that there's an extended version of it? Yes. That's 90s it, it's, a diff- it's some different jokes if you want to play it. Let's just do that. Yeah. yeah. Do they also include the originals too? So we can Some of that you'll recognize. Over. They don't have internet website. Did he is- say something like... Uh, I'm just saying that defense wins. All I'm saying is defense wins championships. And then someone else goes, well, they do. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our uh, daddy Stasis support group. Got some new friends this week. Welcome. Good to see you. I'm Rick. I'm the group leader. What we'd like to do here is start with our mantra. We are not our dads. We are not our dads. Jim, why don't we start with you this week? Well, yeah, like uh, most of you, um, we just bought a house. And yeah, now I'm turning into my dad. I text him full sentences. I refer to every child as chief. This hat was free. What am I supposed to do, not wear it? Next thing you know, I'm telling strangers defense wins championships. Well, it does. Right? I want to point out, too, the visuals are great. They're all, most of them are wearing big kind of dad glasses. At one point, they do a close-up on a pair of feet, somebody in the group, and they're wearing, like, Tevas with brown socks. And there's a lot of members-only jackets. Yes. When she says, this hat was free, what, am I gonna, not going to wear it? It's like a mesh-back hat. Why is the door open? Are we trying to air condition the whole neighborhood? Heck, now I'm the guy who gets up at five just to tell people I'm up at five. (laughs) I woke up at four. Let's not one up. No one wins with a one up. Okay? You see how he let the dadness overtake him? Uh, Jim, go ahead. Yeah, you know, at least it's not totally hopeless. I bundled home and auto on the internet with Progressive. Yeah. Yeah. And I know what a Mimi is now. Hey. Some of them are funny. You know, some some of them are. Oh. But other ones are funny. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a meme. <laughs> I don't think it is. No, I think it's Mimi. Because it's two me's. Spelt me, me. Yeah. Meme. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. I mean, why would I replace this? It's not broken. It's like an old flip phone he's holding up at the end. So delightful, right? Progressive, man. I mean, this commercial is amazing, and there's not even one flow sighting. No flows, no boxes. No boxes. And, um, well, the box ones I don't like. What's Flo's little buddy's name? I got to remember that. Flo and Jamie are the uh, best comedy duo of our generation. Yeah. I stand by that. Sorry. But yeah, progressive. Unfortunately. Sorry, Franco and. Uh, Rogan. Rogan. Um, I, we have Geico, and I've had only good experiences with them as an insurer, and I know some people have had some bad experiences with with uh, progressive as mm-hmm. insurers, but the, I got to say, even as good as Geico's ad game is, progressive's ad game is better. Uh, here's another one of mine. <clears throat> Boy, that that you're absolutely right about that progressive one. I'm glad I didn't see it before this commercial. That's great. Like I would watch a sitcom based on those characters, right? Yes, fantastic. I would also watch a sitcom based on the robots who are in this. In the I was thinking of that too. The in Carrie the support group with Carrie Fisher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I see some crossover opportunities there. Um, this one is not as good. It, how could it be? It's also very visual, so I'm mostly just showing this to my girlfriend, Genevieve. But you guys can hang around if you want. Otherwise, now would be a good time to get a cup of coffee, whatever you got to do, because I know that um, most podcasts don't travel with you from room to room. This is for 76. You know, a lot of the commercials I see are from NFL games. I say it all the time, but unfortunately, that's the majority of TV I watch these days. Uh, but I have been watching a little bit more college football, and the commercials, totally different set of commercials. Makes you realize there's a whole world out there uh and this is college football and (laughs) professional football uh and this is for 76 the gas station 
And I don't know what it is. I, I like the way this is shot. It's well done. Not I think I might overuse Wes Anderson. It's not Wes Anderson, but it's got a it's got a good comedic feel to it. It's shot in a very bright, colorful way. Uh, they cast four appealing young people. I'm going to say maybe mid twenties age. And uh, the premise behind this is, I mean, I assume. That is because the gas at 76 is so cheap, you just want to drive around all the time. So they're trying to figure out these four youth. Uh, they want to figure out kind of where to go. Where should they drive? Um, by the way, also, this is kind of a small point, but I know some people uh, like uh, like Luke and his brothers kind of point this out when we're talking about commercials. Sometimes it irritates folks when people seem too rich or privileged in a commercial. What I mm-hmm. like about this is these are four young people in the car they're driving. You see it here in the in the still shot. You know, it's kind of like a you know, it, it actually looks like what is that? Maybe an old Volks or an old Volkswagen or maybe it's it even looks a, like a like an old BMW. Maybe it's a BMW, but it's kind but of it's beat old, up a little yeah, bit. But it's, it's not like a, you know, which is kind of an interesting commercial uh, car to see in a commercial. Usually, yeah. you'll see either either a very generic car or a car that signals privilege. Yeah, and it's just all the feel of this commercial, all the little details like that I like. And so they're just trying to figure out where they should drive to, so they come up with a bunch of different games uh, and and ways to do it. Um, here, I'll walk you through it. How should we choose where to go next? So it cuts to them all in um, their den, and the guy, the one of the guys is holding his little lap dog, and they put a map, a really crudely drawn map of the United States, um, or one corner of, I guess, the country, um, and they're throwing a, a dart at the map to try to figure out where to go, but the dart misses and ends up hitting a painting of the little dog that he's holding. Which is very upsetting to him and the dog. Now they have like a bingo roller with a bunch of balls in it, and different destinations are written on the balls. Mark's dad's house? Bingo! Suddenly there's a delightful old lady in the corner who uh, is actually paying, playing bingo. Now they're out in the, uh, in the driveway, and they've created a makeshift but very impressive Price is Right style wheel. And they're going to spin the wheel. It says Greg's Closet, the old swimming hole, Mark's dad's house again. Wax Museum. Soda Shop, Lazy River, Renaissance Fair. I can't tell what the top one is. I think it says Maggie Maggie Show? Magic Show. Magic Show. Um, or the Maggie Show. Or the Maggie Show. And then they're going to spin the wheel. And uh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is the wheel is going to come unhinged and go rolling down the driveway. Let's just let Destiny take the wheel. Destiny. Yo. We're driving. <laughs> no matter where you go, 76 has everything you need to get there. It's just like a lot of jokes packed in there. I know that me trying to describe it on the fly, if you've never seen it before, and me breaking it up doesn't isn't the go best. Go to the Facebook group. Go I'll the, post yeah. it. Uh, but no, it's, it's visually a, really, really yeah. charming. The people, all the people in it have uh you know what it it sort of reminds me of less went Wes Anderson although that there is a quality to the acting that's a little bit deadpan that's like that but there's almost like a Napoleon Dynamite quality yeah to a little it, bit of that yeah there's um uh, sort of a without the weirdness not super weird but like a, a a slightly deadpan affect to the actors who are just uh doing this kind of th- these sort of weird things but with no they, they they don't see it as weird. I, yeah, and I should stop talking about it because I think I've already by talking about it and pausing it like that. I think I've actually ruined a good commercial. But um, and I just totally broke the rhythm of it. But I will also say I love the joke at the end. 
it's all very fast paced, and that's why the joke at the end works when she says, "Let's let Destiny take the wheel." The first joke is. We think she just talked about Destiny. Oh, turns out one of their friends is Destiny. And then also, it's the dude who's just kind of like a bearded guy who's sitting on the roof of, or the hood of the car, just kind of looking out in space until somebody says his name. It's just well executed and a, a funny, cute little jokey joke. All right, uh, here's one that you have been. Um, oh, this is another very visual one. Uh, the one with uh, Putty, right? Patrick Warburton, who will always be Putty. He's been. Um He's been the National Car Rental spokesman for a while. Um, he he, the, he has always been their spokes or he's been their spokesperson for 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 this whole campaign. And usually his pitch is he's a he's a kind of a control freak. He likes to do everything his way. He likes to pick the car out of the lot. That's their big selling point. It's uh. like you get you go and get the you know, you rent, rent a car from them, and then you can go anywhere in the lot from your from the section you're allowed to pick from and pick one. And I've actually done that at at uh, National, and it's actually it is kind of satisfying. It's like, I mean, the, it's sort of an illusion of control because obviously they don't give you a ton of range, yeah. but like you know, if anything you, below the thimble, yeah, above exactly, the Cupid doll. But it t- sometimes does give you the opportunity to pick a car that's not the ugliest possible color or the ugliest possible uh, shape or whatever. Um, so he's been doing these for a while, and you've probably seen them if you've watched any any TV. This one, he changes it up a little bit, and he starts in his kind of fancy tailor's shop getting measured for a suit. And you realize as soon as he uh, cuts to the National Car Rental lot that he's dressed in a white, blinding white leisure suit with, like, platform high-heeled boots. And, of course, it's Patrick Warburton, you know, putty. He's got that big superhero face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got that low voice and he's walking in this way that is just such, I mean, he looks like he's on the runway in drag race. <laughs> he is just strutting and it's just such a great visual. That should be your little screen cap this week. Yeah, I will make him the screen cap this week. Uh, and he, he's just delightful. So when you hear him, when you hear him, the music change a little bit, that's him walking around in his white leisure suit. As a control enthusiast, I'm all business when I travel. Even when I travel for leisure. <laughs> so I go national where I can choose any available upgrade in the aisle without starting any conversations or paying any F charges. What can I say? Control suits me. Go national. Go like a pro. As he's walking kind of fabulously uh, through the lot, everybody is stopping and staring oh at yeah him. he's turning heads he's turning heads i just like patrick warburton i know he's made he's had a sitcom forever it may or may not still be on that i've never seen 30 seconds of but uh, you know i just like him as sort Everybody of as a person loves putty. well he, he has like this dumb i think it's called like the it's called like Putty can wait. It's called like it's basically yeah. It's like it's like marriage exclamation point. <laughs> right. I don't know, but it's that's, I mean you got you get the gist, right? <laughs> right. Uh, okay, this one I don't know why but he was I like... the tick. I mean, oh, I yeah. always love the tick. I don't know why I like this next commercial so much. Um, it was on again during a football game, and I think that it really does. We were watching a football game this weekend that was an ex- especially exciting one with uh, a lot of uh, a lot of points being scored. Like it just the, it kept bouncing back and forth. It's exactly what you want out of a fo- uh, out of a football game. Um, 
and this commercial really spoke to that feeling that you have when you're watching a football game. And in this, people are in a uh, garage. It's like a mechanic's garage. I'm going to say maybe there's four or five people in there just kind of working on cars. There's three mechanics and one customer. Oh, you remember it that well. Look at you. I've seen it. Retaining things. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should try that. (laughs) Nah. Um, But one of the mechanics isn't working on a car. He's like, he's sitting very tensely on a chair right next to a radio, and the radio is broadcasting a football game. Nate Williams takes a snap. He drops back. He's got a man downfield. He throws. It's intercepted by Phillips. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. Now everybody is very excited. Everybody's standing, paying attention. He's going all the what? And then suddenly we cut to the actual announcer in the booth, and we see he stopped talking because he's taking a big swig of his McDonald's McCafe coffee. Nothing comes before coffee. That's why we're introducing a whole new line of espresso drinks from McCafe. Cafe quality from beans to espresso machines. <laughs> I also like the joke at the end. Yeah. Approximately four seconds ago. I just like the acting and that's a very, very simple conceit. Again, well done. I need to apologize to you and the listeners and oh, nice. also the women of America. I love this. I remembered that commercial as being three mechanics and a customer. It's four mechanics. One, one of, of whom the is mechanic a woman. was a woman. Look at you, Veeves. I Oh, there she is in the background. Oh, yeah, and she she was working on a car in the back, and she walked up, and you assumed. And I assumed. Get out <laughs> of my studio. You Does that miss. make you more or less likely to try McCafe? Um, I mean, I don't know that it really moves the needle on me that much, but it definitely, if it does at all, it would be in the positive direction. Okay. Certainly. Yeah, certainly. As a matter of fact, it has, let me put it this way, it's put the idea of McCafe even more prominently in my brain. Like, I knew about McDonald's starting this whole McCafe thing. I I think, when I think of it, um, I always think of the McDonald's, this is very specific, uh, I think of the McDonald's right by Burbank Airport. Is that Bob Hope Airport? Or uh, the Burbank Airport that we used to fly out of? In, I, think uh, I, I think that's uh, Bob Bob Hope, yeah. Yeah. Um, You would fly in and out of there sometimes, so I would uh, pick you up. And they don't have really a good place to wait for passengers there, but they're, and it's a very small airport, but there's a McDonald's there that basically is, you know, freestanding McDonald's, but it serves kind of as a waiting room for people who are waiting to pick up people from flights. And that was the first time I was in like in a Mick Cafe where the restaurant was actually designed around the theme of it. It was very coffee shop esque sort of for a McDonald's, right? Right. Um, And then today I was driving around by the mall and uh, I was kind of in a part of town that I'm not usually in. I'm not familiar with the street. And I saw some guy leaving the McDonald's drinking from a McCafe cup. And I thought of this commercial right away. I just yeah. sort of feel like it's doing a good job that's of like how planting. It, that's how they it, get yeah. you. I mean, we, we joke and we we spend so much time talking and thinking about marketing and commercials. But but what is the, what are the mechanics of getting someone to try a new product? You just described it. Yeah, yeah. So it's, again, do I feel better about McDonald's? I don't really care one way but or the other. But I'm just more aware of it. Uh, They're of this, moving you up the, up the pyramid. Of this very specific brand. Yeah. All right. I think it's time for the good stuff. All right. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. 
All right. When I say the good stuff, I mean it is time to check in with you guys, the Ad Council. Looks like all of our feedback this week comes in the form of song. Do I see that correctly? You are 100% correct. Thank you so much to everyone who called in. If I, Mark, Andrew? You sound like me. <laughs> no offense <laughs> to either of us. <laughs> no, for real. Everyone who has called and sing, sung a jingle, you've you've heard yourself on on our show, and you will. And, and if you haven't, you will tonight. We, this is I'm serious. Like all you have to do is call and sing a jingle, and we will you will be on the show. The only way I won't do it is if you do that thing that some bros do at karaoke, where there's like get into the mic and like kind of scream a do some sort of a screamo version of a song. I'm not going to do that. Well, we'll see. And there's two people making decisions here. This is from a uh, listener. Oh, can you go back to this? Yeah, she, this is going to be Aaron. Listener Aaron, yes, a fellow Georgian, and uh, she called to sing a song that I recognize. I know from my own youth and my own TV watching. Uh, you want to hit play on that? Hi, Andrew and Genevieve. This is listener Aaron from Georgia. I had to call because I have been loving listening to everyone calling in and singing the jingles. It's probably one of my favorite parts about the show and i also love you guys' delight over the you know singing and so i thought i'd call in and contribute my own jingle this is for a uh, i should say maybe like a dinner helper type of thing that my mom used to make i'm a child of the 80s and early 90s and um this was very popular back then and the jingle goes a little bit like this i feel like chicken tonight oh yeah chicken tonight chicken tonight and the commercials all feature, you know, just people dancing, doing chicken wings and singing about chicken yep. tonight. Basically just sauce that you pour over some chicken that you've already cooked. <laughs> Thumbs hooked underneath the armpits. and then Elbows uh, flapping. <laughs> elbows flapping like wings. I remember these commercials very well. Basically just sauce that you pour over some chicken that you've already cooked. And they make it sound like it is delicious. And trust me, it's not. But the song <laughs> has stuck in my head forever. And every time I meet someone that's my age, I say, don't you remember Chicken Tonight? Chicken Tonight? They always shake their head and look at me funny. Really? Well, I remember it, and it's always stuck in my head, and now I hope it sticks in yours. Thanks, guys. Bye. Well, I didn't grow up in Georgia, but I know that one. And I I absolutely remember Chicken Tonight. You want to hear the original? Yeah, let's hear this. Ragu introduces Chicken Tonight Simmer Sauces, and suddenly everybody's saying, I feel like Chicken Tonight, like Chicken Tonight. Choose from four new sauces. I think I remember this Each particular commercial to cop out uh, directing traffic. So you can make yep. dishes like country French chicken Ugh. and chicken cacciatore. Just brown the chicken. It was just like simmer. this white, gross, <laughs> nasty sauce. Yeah, I don't think it was very good. New chicken tonight simmer sauces from Ragu. Oh, even a even a motorcycle chick at the end. Uh, everyone feels like chicken tonight. That's even the mailman. And yes, Genevieve, by the way. Women can ride motorcycles and now. men can deliver mail. And men can deliver mail. It's 2017. Get used to it, okay? Aaron, thank you so much. I remember those vividly, and I hadn't thought about them in years. Um, we also got one from Noah. From Noah. All right, just go dig right in. I guess these don't really need setup, huh? Yeah, they set. Everyone sets themselves up. <laughs> you set yourself up. <laughs> Hi guys, this is Noah calling from Connecticut. Um, I hadn't been planning on calling in, but every time you mention the jingle thing, I get this specific one stuck in my head for the rest of the day. 
So I'm hopefully getting it out of my head and into your voicemail. Here it goes. So kiss a little longer, stay close a little longer, pull tight a little longer, longer with big bread. That big bread freshness lasts right through it. Your fresh breath goes on and on while, while you chew it. Say goodbye a little longer, make it last a little longer. Give your breath long-lasting freshness with, with big, big bread. bread. I used to Bye. see... Oh. Sorry, got excited there, Noah. Talked over you a little bit there. That was wonderful. Yes, I used to go around singing that as a kid. Isn't it amazing how it all sticks in your head? Yes. Listen to the original. I mean, jingle, that is the beauty of jingles, it, it really right? Is. Like, I've been thinking about them a lot. I mean, I know we talk about this a lot, uh, but, you know, listening to so much sports radio, there are so many jingles. And the first time I hear a jingle, I'm like, ah, you're trying too hard. I don't like that. And now I'm just like going around the house. Um, Never mind. I was going to try to sing the one that I'm all... I, there's one that I love that we sing together, and I can't think of it, so I'll just play this. Ha! That was a little extra. From Peoria. No little cinnamon gum freshens breath longer than Big Red. So kiss a little longer, stay close a little longer. I remember this particular one. a little longer. I got to point out, I know this particular commercial from my youth because it begins with an artist who's trying to, um, there's a, there's a couple making out and a artist is trying to sculpt them. And from, Which is not how sculpting works. No, People but People don't think, just stay in the position that you need right. them in for the entirety of the sculpting. But it was very exciting for this couple because they got to stay connected by the lips while this... I will say beret wearing. Genevieve's very into berets, by the way. Not on other men. She just likes to wear them herself. It's a fashion statement. But this beret wearing artist is uh, carving. Um, I mean, they're just going to stay making out like for days and days and days. Months, well, because even. this is a full size, like life size sculpture. Yeah. I think this all stuck in my head because I was probably going through puberty at the time. I was like, is that how kissing works? Stay close a little longer. No, for real, is it? <laughs> At the end, the artist is actually done with the statue. They're I mean, this would have taken out. months and months and months, a full-size, life-size statue. And they're still making out. There's the, uh, the 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 bando, the high school bando who's playing. It looks like maybe and the he, he's almost late. He's almost late for the marching. Yeah, band. he has to go run and catch up because he was uh, he was smooching his lady or yeah, somebody's great, lady. Great job, Noah. Great job, Noah. So Giselle, Giselle. Hi, this is Giselle calling from Seattle, Washington, and this does predate your guys' time in Seattle. That there was a furniture store called Levitt, and they had. Uh, a jingle that went like this. You love it at Um I had a, a a couple of... Could you tell us you'll love our leather? Is that You'll what love the... it at Levitt's. Oh, oh, you'll love it at Levitt's. And I do remember you'll love it at Levitt's. <laughs> do you? So it was a national chain? Yeah, I think it was a national chain or it was in other places. Friends who were very, very interested in uh, getting me into smoking pot. Which never really caught on. Uh, I mean, it caught on for other people. So wait, hold on. I, I'm lo- losing the thread here. She's saying that. Uh, wait, I want to hear how this all connects. Um, I had a, a a couple of friends who were very, very interested in uh, getting me into smoking pot. Which never really caught on. 
Uh, but I do remember at one point in time, uh, one of them being at my house and, uh, the commercial was on and he looked me deeply in my eyes like a soulmate and sang directly into my heart. You'll love a big rabbit. I hope that tickles you guys. Uh, you'll and love a big that. rabbit? Thank you so much. Is that what you said at the end? Love it, love it. I'm not sure. I if it's a big rabbit, I mean that's kind of an absurd thing. Is it like uh, like Jefferson Airplane, White Rabbit? (laughs) Giselle, I think we kind of we couldn't quite get the last word there, so call or call or or email me back. She might have just said Levitt again, and I misunderstood. Directly into my heart, you'll love a big rabbit. You'll love a big rabbit. I don't know if that's it. Giselle, confirm. Confirm or deny you'll confirm. love a big rabbit. Either way, I have a new uh, catchphrase in life. <laughs> All right, so should we play the original? Is that what this you can, is? Yeah, it'll, it's, it's real quick. It's just their little tagline. Okay. For these at only five ninety nine each. Don't miss it. Levitt's end of summer stock reduction sale. You'll love it as Levitt. <laughs> You'll love a big rabbit. <laughs> or something. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's love a big rabbit. Um, okay, now I teased this at the beginning. I didn't hear most of these as you were prepping the show, but I did hear this one. Hi, this is former After These Messages guest Ron Upshaw with the best uh, minor league baseball jingle from my youth uh, back in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Coming out. Coming out swinging, hustling all the way. Those dukes are coming out, coming out swinging, action on every play. Those dukes are coming out, coming out swinging, hitting them over the wall. Those dukes are coming out, coming out swinging. Come on, dukes. As as one of the, as the host of a, a very popular show here on uh, you know it's drive time talk radio here in Seattle, you would think that Ron would know the most important thing is to sell it, you know, <laughs> to really like uh, don't half ass it, but like get into Just the character. Go for really, it. you go gotta for the gusto. come on, Ron. You gotta own it. You well, gotta own it. How close that did he, was how close did he get there? Uh, I have a feeling. Pretty I'm, close. I have a feeling I'm going to be singing that. Yeah. The rest of the night, if you're lucky. Is that Ron actually singing the original? That is great. Yeah, They're both and he, versions and he even are great. Did, Ron even did the like sound of the yeah. bat hitting the ball. The crack of the bat, the roar of the crowd, yeah. baseball's back. <laughs> oh, that is absolutely wonderful. I am going to be Thank singing. Thank you, Ron. So that's the Albuquerque Dukes. Right. Let me say something else about the Albuquerque Dukes, who I've never heard of before this. I like that. That is a piece of royalty that we do not hear kind of... Uh, used in sports mm-hmm. all that often, right? Like okay. the Kings, you have the LA Kings, sure. that's fine. I don't know if there are the Queen. Maybe they're, the, they're... there's the Knights. There's something's a Knight. Sure. Not a lot of Earls out there. Not a lot of Earls. Not a lot of Legionnaires. Not a lot of V-Cons. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't want to end the show. This is like, is this is the first time in history I'm just like, I don't have any more commercials to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty into just going all night. Well, I think uh, we, we're going to have to do that off mic. Oh, dirty. What? You can't oh, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> you can sell anything. You can't sell all right. We want to hear your voicemails. Clearly. Call us. I mean, you can also go to the Facebook page and weigh in about yeah, commercials. No, we lo- commercials we love you love. See, commercials we love you to hate. see you on the Facebook page group. Uh, we love to see you on our Gmail, which is after these messages show at Gmail. We'd love to hear you at 607 4445597. Fell apart at the end. Yeah. But again, you got to give me credit for going for it, right? That's right. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. We might even have a theme. Yeah, pooping on the track. Call me Doodle Vic. Cool, cool, cool AD. Nothing new to the kid. What can you do to the kid? Totally stupid and sick. No scruples. Cool man. Ice cream. Scooping it.